sparrows aligning lines to go. Nights are pinching with tons of snow, and I dare not show how scared I've grown. Oh, someone may strip me down till I'm nothing but Hi, this is Meg at Shambhala Festival for The World Is Listening and I'm here with Domini Hooper. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you. How has the set gone yesterday? Uh, so it, it went really well, thanks. Um, it, was a bit of, uh, uh, it was a bit of an experiment for me because I'm not used to playing with a band. So I had uh, a bass player and a drummer with me. Um, so, and it was a bit under-rehearsed, really. So it was a bit like, I felt like I was sort of flying by the seat of my pants a little bit. but. But it was really fun to have some some other people up there with me. It was great. How did you feel before going into that sort of feeling a bit like on on the fly? Was it all right? And how do you cope with dealing with that sort of half half prepared state? Um, I think I I I think it's kind of I don't know whether everyone gets this or whether it's the nature of performance or something. I always feel a little bit like that. Like, but I think that is quite a good way to feel. I, I think I'm a bit of a believer in you can over rehearse because it can take a bit of the that that like aliveness out of the performance which I think that free falling thing is actually what is exciting when you're watching someone perform so absolutely and with your music in general so your EP came out last year Lungful um, and how do you uh, find taking your music serious enough to use it as a, as a career um, that sort of progression from doing it as a hobby and then using it as a career oh god it's, <laughs> it's terrifying and it's really hard yeah no it's um, uh, there's, a, there's, there's kind of like very regular existential crises <laughs> you just have to like roll with I think um, yeah <laughs> really so you just roll with them and just sort of accept that you're going to go through them and then keep going yeah I think so I think every now and then I get to the point where I'm like we're like oh god maybe I'm just gonna maybe music should just be my hobby and I'll just get a proper job in inverted commas or like you know just go and like train or something but then when I really think about it that I just couldn't I just couldn't do that because this is what I do and this is what I've always done and um, I would just be so unfulfilled and unsatisfied in life if I did that so I think it's that way up of like I can't not do this basically I think that's it <laughs> I um, saw that you went to a buskers festival um, in London. Well, no, it was taking buskers from London to Italy, yeah. Um, and after that, you'd played for such an extensive period of time that you felt really revitalised. Um, so I guess that relates to what you're saying about how you feel that you need to do it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's validating. So if you sort of... I think what was really magical about that week in Italy was there's this... Uh, about, like, 25 musicians that had all been... Sort of, most of them come from London. And... Um, I felt, I just felt very part of something and very like I had my place in it and that was what was so validating I suppose, yeah. Um, and to just do so much playing and so much singing for, for like every day, it was, yeah, and everyone just enjoying their part in that as well so much, it was, yeah, it's affirming. <laughs> And how do you find you sort of monetize what you're doing and how do you, how do you stay alive basically? Um, yeah. I have to work in a pizza shop as well. 
So at the moment, in, in when I was living in Bristol, I worked. In, I had a box office job in a theatre, and so it's kind of um, it's it's a tricky one because these little jobs that I take to sort of keep ticking over are always very badly paid. So. But I only want to do them like two days a week or three days a week because so I can't take on any sort of managerial roles or anything like that because it's too much responsibility and I don't want to do that. I want to like this is my sideline thing. So um, I'm getting there. I think slowly sort of getting a bit more money from music-related jobs and gigs and stuff like that. So it's a slow. I think it's a slow turning over of make, yeah making it more of a living. Yeah. And if you could advise, if you had a daughter who was going into the music industry and you could give her advice, what would you give her? Uh, I think my advice would prob would actually probably be get good at what you're doing, practice, like uh, because that is where your confidence is going to come from. Because confidence is so, I think particularly for women in the music industry, like it's something that really. You've got, I, I don't know, I feel, I feel like there's a, a few more things you have to face that maybe men don't have to do. And the thing for me that I feel, you know, I suppose singing is the thing that I feel confident in. Everything else is like, oh, a bit terrifying, but I know that I can sing. So I've done that since I was a little kid. So just like, just, just hammer something, get really good at one thing and then... Yeah. What, are the, what are the other things that you find scary aside from singing? Uh, I play guitar and cello as well, and those uh, I haven't gone into them as deeply, I suppose. So I only took the cello up like five years ago, so I'm getting there with with that. But it's uh, when I think when you're in a room full of musicians who are all like really good, you're just like, oh god, I shouldn't be here, or something like that. So I think that's where that advice would come from. It's just like know your know your um, your skill or something. What advice would be different if you had a son? I mean, I'd probably say the same thing, but I'd maybe say something like, keep an eye on your ego. <laughs> or so, I don't know, yeah, don't get too ahead of yourself. Or, but I wouldn't want to uh, say that, you know, before I saw signs of that. I wouldn't want to preempt that. I don't know. I'd just say, like, maybe just, just love what you do. Just make sure you're doing it for the right reason. And um, you said that there were maybe some more obstacles that you come up when you're a woman in the music industry. What are some of those? I think that um, what I face, and I definitely know other female musicians that face it, particularly if they are in a band or they have a band and there's men in it, they're like, just so often the men will get addressed uh, when you arrive for the gig and like they talk to them about the sound check and the tech stuff and it's just that like, hello like this is my like yeah just kind of getting sidelined a little bit or just yeah there's some assumptions very deep rooted assumptions that like women don't know about those things or they're not invited to and like, i think also with the with the like techie side of things yeah I, I feel like you have to make so much more of a conscious effort to to learn about it because you don't really get things casually explained to you over the years <laughs> it's like you know it's tech it's man stuff <laughs>